would say, especially when I was younger, all of the girls from elementary, middle school, girls not on the high school team, um, they would come practice with the girls on the high school team. Uh. And he would invite us to come and, you know, kind of just hang out with them, learn from them. So that was a huge thing for me. And that's kind of um, where I saw the high school girls working hard. Um, and I saw like their dedication and their, um, you know, effort towards, you know, being the best player they can be. And so that was huge for me. This is the Coaching Life Podcast, and I'm Chris Stewart, otherwise known as Coach Stewart, to my partner here over here, Coach Martin, Pat Martin, my friend, Pat Martin. Hey, Coach. How are you? Good morning, man. How you doing? (laughs) That was quite an introduction, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, doing well. So today is going to be one of those fun episodes, special episodes of our podcast that it's, when I say that, I mean like our favorite episodes are the ones when we yep, absolutely. are not alone in here, right? Yep. We have, we actually have, we have a guest and, then, and I'm excited about this guest because this is going to also be another first. So there are a couple firsts that we're going to have today yep. on the Coaching Life podcast. We talk a lot about multiple sports. 90% of it, it's baseball. It's The context is baseball because we're both baseball coaches. But the concepts and the principles that we tend to discuss, even though baseball is often the context, they apply to all sports, sure. really. And so we've, and we've, you know, we've chatted about football and basketball and different, different sports and some sports that we just don't know anything about. We've chatted with officials. We brought up people who have been officials in multiple sports and talked with them about uh, their experiences and such today we're going to talk a little golf yeah so here's the thing though i want to say this real real quick so if if you're listening and you're like "Ah, i'm not interested in golf (laughs) don't stop listening because the principles that we're going to talk about specifically referring to the mental game absolutely the game of golf the sport of golf it perhaps requires more mental strength, greater mental strength than focus. any other sport in middle mm-hmm. focus. In fact, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, did Brian Kane, a guy that we reference a lot here and we've seen speak a lot, we've met him, did he begin his career, like like really start getting big by working, working with, with golf teams and, so, and yeah. professional golfers? Mm-hmm. Do you know who Brian Kane is, Morgan? I don't. I haven't introduced Morgan yet, but I thought I'd ask you a question. So <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about him. So let's let me there's introduce no, our guest. Yeah, there's no processes here. No, just 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 conversation. That's it. That's it. So the other first about today is Morgan is actually a student in my journalism twenty two thirty podcasting survey class, and she is a student athlete here at Ohio University. So we're going to have our first golf athlete to have a conversation with, and we're going to have our first student in my class. Yeah, maybe exciting. maybe a start, yeah. Maybe other students will, will uh, be involved. We have some broadcasters, too. I'd like to bring in people who work with Gridiron Glory and, and the different shows, oh, Hardwood yeah. Heroes That'd and things. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, about Morgan. Let me tell you about Morgan. She is a freshman here at Ohio University on the golf team, uh, one of nine players on the roster. Is that correct? Yes. On the women's golf team. Uh, she is from Centerville High School, which is a high school here in the state of Ohio, uh, towards Cincinnati, that direction. Yeah, Dayton. it's like Dayton area. Dayton, yeah. Mm. And uh, she played golf all four years while she was a student in uh, at Centerville High School. During the course of those four years, she improved her scoring average from 79 to 72 in an 18 hole. That's not oh, that's see, not nine right. holes, right? That's what that's, I was going to say. That's, that's about that's about what I shoot <laughs> in nine. <laughs> All Ohio second team, named All Ohio second team. Was that your Very senior nice. year? Um, yeah, it was junior and senior. Ju- year. Wow, congratulations! congratulations. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. Uh, she earned three Player of the Year awards, and not only that, she holds the Centerville High School 18-hole record, shooting a 65 twice. Wow! Now I'm not kidding. I have shot that in nine holes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't That's not a joke. About, I wasn't kidding about 79. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. She's like, I'd just give up, fellas, if I was. So, yeah. Well, so I, yeah. yeah. I, I, Morgan, I, we'll go ahead. Let's finish it. I, we can talk there, about she actually, all, she's a freshman here, and she's already got um, a few accolades for, from Ohio University. So she, you're, you're going you're gonna to turn into a 
a star player here at, at Ohio University, I'm guessing, because recently um, she placed in the top 10. Um, the, the Bobcats team got third place in the Toledo Rocket Classic. Was that up at Port Clinton? Was yes. that recently, like yeah, in the last in few weeks or so? Yeah, and she shot a 76 uh, there. But also at Eastern Michigan a few weeks ago, along with one of your senior teammates, get, correct me if I'm wrong on the name, is it Mariana, Mariana. Vega Rivera? Is yes. that how you say it? Yep. Uh, now, were you two playing in a tandem role or were you play or like you're this is all individual i was trying yes. to dis- discern the how the article worked okay so along with mariana she she and mariana tied for she was they both led the bobcats uh with a plus 13 in a three-round series correct Does that sound right yes and in that on that day she shot a 75 morgan shot a, she- a 75 in her afternoon round and then again Shot a seventy-five in her final round and Impressive. moved up five places in that in that contest. So, nice. uh, absolutely, yeah. And so, not only are we speaking with a collegiate athlete today, we're speaking with one who has already proven some success here in the, in the fall. And the, your season hasn't even technically begun, right? Because golf, women's golf, is in the spring in um, ah. uh, NCAA. So. Right. Very yeah. good. Morgan, welcome to the show. The Thank bot- you yeah, for having me. Yeah. yeah, excited to have you. I was going to say that that's, that shooting those back-to-back 75s tells, a, tells an important story, I think. And, and the fact that you moved up five spots by shooting the same yeah. score. Yeah. What does that mean? That means everybody else didn't. Right, they weren't consistent. Consistency, so probably, yeah. Probably lost a little bit of focus, or you know, something like that. Yeah. So I, I think that's one of the things that golf brings out of us is in that fact, consistent focus. I believe that even in your bio, if I'm correct, at on OU's website, it actually mentions the word consistency. Yeah, it says her consistency of scoring in the 70s helped Morgan become named to the All Ohio Second Team and receive three Player of the Year medals. And so that's a, it's it's an obvious um, factor. It's, yeah, I'd say it's probably one of the greater challenges of yeah. golf is staying consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, Morgan, tell you know we, we've never talked much about golf on the. We we yeah. went out. We, oh, we, I'm you, looking you forward know, to this. You and I went <laughs> went out on the course once or twice, maybe. Yeah, I think you only we, invited we me together. one time. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it works. Right. Usually, yeah. I listen. I asked this once. guy to be my assistant <laughs> baseball coach three times, and you know what answer I got the first time? No. You want to answer I got the second time? No. You want to answer I got the third time? No, he was holding out for a head coach role, and that's what <laughs> that's what he's doing. That wasn't it. And that's over the span of what 15, 20 years. <laughs> it wasn't like I. It wasn't like oh, next month. Hey, let me ask you again. I was like, maybe, maybe he finally wants to coach with me, but no, never, never has worked out. We did coach together, a summer team. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We only got it in two caused, fights. It caused me great anxiety. Think, you had to go to the hospital <laughs> at one tournament. <laughs> Morgan, oh, tell us enough about us. Yes. Tell us what you love most about the game of golf. Um, that's kind of a hard question. I feel like there's like so many different things, but I would say probably just competing. Mm. Um, I love just being able. I mean, I love practice. I love you know going to the range, short game, everything like that. But I would say just competing and being able to play against um, other teams and you know different people, meeting different people, but. Um, just competing, especially like the 36 whole days. They're definitely a grind. Um, yeah, it's a lot of golf. Yeah, no doubt. But um, I just, I really enjoy um, being able to kind of test myself mentally um, and just be able to play different courses and kind of learn more about myself, like as I play, if that makes sense. Mm, there's it does. kind of gold stuff there. Can you go out and just play for fun? Like just to, like you and maybe some friends yeah, I, I like playing for fun too. You do, yeah. oh, okay. Well, but I feel like go. playing in a tournament, like competitively, it's just a different like feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Good coach. Well, it's interesting that you say competing because golf. I, I see golf as a game, personally, that I I choose to not compete. That that mm-hmm. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum when in my own personal golf experience, and and I tell you why, it's because I made a vow several years ago. <laughs> I knew I'm a very competitive person. My wife and I cannot play golf together. We tried once. We went on vacation to, uh, we did. We went, we went to Panama City, Florida. We were living in St. Louis. We went to Panama City and we were still getting to kind of know, feel each other out on what we could do together. Well, she's very competitive as well. She was an athlete as well. 
And so I said, let's go play some golf. You know, it was a nice course. We spent a lot of money to go to this course. We didn't make it to hole number three before she's like, that's it. I'm tired of you coaching me. I'm like, I'm I'm just, she had never played before. And I was trying to, you know, just help her, give her a few tips. (laughs) Did not, she, and she couldn't stand it because she wanted to be good instantly without any practice. And, uh, and so I said, let's, okay. So she just drove the cart and, and watched, you know, watched me play pretty much after at the end. Well, of that. She a played long, a little bit. That was a long week for you. A lot of, bit. <laughs> yeah, we went on the, at the beginning of that vacation. That was a mistake. So, <laughs> so, but no, my vow was this and, and we lived in St. Louis, uh, at right out of college and I had never played golf before. I had never, it was, just wasn't something I had ever done. And so the friends of mine that, that I gained when I was there, they were big into playing golf. And so they said, let's go play, go play golf with this. And I said, I don't have anything. I don't have clubs. I don't have shoes. I don't have anything. They're like, I, my, my best friend said, hey, you can borrow mine. And he said, he said, in fact, I have an old set of clubs that I'll give you. So he gave me this old set of clubs. And when I say old, I'm talking the woods were real wood with screws in oh, them. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. Classic. Okay. Yes, classic ones. <laughs> And so we went and played and I loved it. I fell in love that day. I'm like, this is, and I, and I wasn't bad. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't good. I'm still not good, but I wasn't bad. I, I, you know, cause I played baseball, had an idea of the swing is very similar. The golf yeah. swing is very similar. A lot of people don't know that. And, right. And in fact, a lot of people in baseball refuse to like let their kids play golf. And I, and I, tell them you're actually going to help them yeah. to, to at least hit the low ball, especially. Absolutely. And so, yeah. and so anyway. I made a vow that day because I knew what would happen. It's an expensive sport, as your parents well know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I knew that what I would do is I would go all out just like I... I do with everything and I would buy the, the bag and the ball and, and the, the best clubs and the shoes and the gloves and the, and then, and, you know, the green fees are enough anyway. That, I think that's a Stewart thing. It might be, but I, but it's <laughs> I an, know, it's I an obsession. Stewards that do it's that. an obsession. Yes. <laughs> and so, and I would want to get lessons and all that, you know, and this is back before you could just do your own lessons on YouTube. I, there was no YouTube when I was doing this. And so I said, here is my, I hereby state, this is my vow. The only thing I will ever purchase for myself for this sport is greens fees, balls, and tees. And I actually don't even purchase tees. I just pick them up off the course. People leave. (laughs) I do. And I rarely purchase balls because I got a friend here that mows on the bank and he finds them for me and I let him hunt on my property. And so as an exchange, he brings me big sacks of balls. And so, so yeah. And so I, I, uh, don't spend hardly any money on the sport and, and I, and I, and I love it because I have chosen to just enjoy it. And, and I have to make myself not care what my score is. Mm-hmm. And I still keep score just cause it's fun to kind of see if I've, if I've improved in any way at all, but I just really, it's just completely 100% for fun. So if somebody invites me to go play golf, I remind them of that. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not going to be very good. I'm going to, you know, I may be, I may appear to be good at some points, but then you're going to be like, ooh, that was terrible. <laughs> that <laughs> shot was terrible. That went, you know, straight left. <laughs> but, I, but I have, uh, it was funny because I had some friends that worked at the, at the uh, clubhouse here at OU um, that played football uh, a few years ago. And I'd bring those old clubs in and I could see, I could see Cole Erland. He was working there. I, I said, Cole, I see you eyeballing my my clubs, my nice clubs. And he said, those are vintage. <laughs> vintage. That's what he said. Yeah. But I, uh, I did a wedding for one of those football players recently and he, uh, gave me a whole new set. So Is now, that right? yeah, gave me a nice new bag and oh, that's that awesome. as a, as just a, as a gift. So yeah. And so now I actually, I look like I, I know what I'm doing now. I've got these nice clubs with the covers on them and everything and this really nice bag. And what, what clubs do you use, Morgan? Um, I have the Ping Driver and Woods, and then I have um, Callaway Maverick Irons. So yeah. I got a Callaway club. See, over the That's years, I've picked up clubs that people leave behind <laughs> on the course, and and uh, I I always go around and ask if if it's anyone's, and it, it found its way in my bag. Yeah. So I have a mix mix and match. Opportunistic. Mm-hmm. A hunter. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's been? Yeah. I was just going to say, you seem pretty competitive when we were out there playing together. So it's impossible not to be. <laughs> right? Yeah. It is. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, the thing about golf, though, like you say your favorite thing is competing, Morgan. But the, the thing about golf is it's, it's an individual sport in mm-hmm. many ways, right? I mean, yeah, granted, you could... you're on a team. So how do you 
keep that competitive edge when, in your practice? Like, how do you mm-hmm. how do you intensify? You know, how do you how do you get that, that same feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. Question. I feel like in practice, um, our coach she's great. She has us do a lot of different drills, and we have you know competitions amongst the team in practice, and so that kind of makes it more engaging and you know more fun um you know we have our days where we just go to the range and hit um Mm -hmm. but we do a lot of like up and down games and different drills and so i think that helps um kind of keep us competitive and kind of simulate playing um and kind of keep that competitive edge like you said yeah who's who's been your biggest mentor in this sport and like how like can you look back over the years that you've played have you played Mm -hmm. all your life I've played since I was about eight, and then I okay. started taking lessons when I was ten. So a long time. Yeah. 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 Who would? Ha, wh- when did you know this is what I want to do? Like, th- was there any one person that kind of was the was the greatest influence on you? Um, I would say, um, especially when I was younger, um, my high school coach he had this thing called chip and putt, and so all of the girls from elementary, middle school. Um, the girls not on the high school team, um, they would come practice with the girls on the high school team. Uh. And he would invite us to come and, you know, kind of just hang out with them, learn from them. So that was a huge thing for me, and that's kind of um, where I saw the high school girls working hard. Um, And I saw, like, their dedication and their, um, you know, effort towards, you know, being the best player they can be. And so that was huge for me, was just to see, um, you know, girls that I looked up to um, and be able to talk to them and practice with them um, ever since, like, third grade for me. So Absolutely. that was wow. huge um, for me. And that was kind of, like, the moment where I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and just to see people with, like, you know, similar goals um, and see them also playing at a higher level, that was huge for me to, like, kind of see that. So I would say a lot of the girls who came before me, um, Marissa mm. Wensler, Kayla Ramsey. Um, so, yeah, they were huge influences on me for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. a huge lesson too for it is. high school athletes mm-hmm. to know that they are being watched and you know they they can have huge impacts both both positive and negative <laughs> Definitely. on on yeah. on you know people younger than them. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I was anticipating hearing, you know, like a family member or you know some some adult, right? Yeah. A, mm-hmm. a coach or whatever, but knowing that 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 the, the primary influencers yeah. that made you want to, to be where you are today were in many ways peers, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, granted, a little bit older than you, but peers. And that and therefore, any students that are listening, student athletes that are listening, right? Mm-hmm. Just right. remember, there's little eyes constantly watching you sure. and wanting to. And if you love the game, they'll see it and yeah. they'll want to love it too. And kudos to your high school coach for yes. providing that opportunity yeah. for the youth. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's, that's a... Uh, that's a good uh, principle to have in in, a, in any sports program, is mm-hmm. you know being able to include the youth into into their into that 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 environment. I think that's huge. Yeah, found out. Did you play any other sports growing up? I didn't. I mean, I did kind of the thing that I feel like every kid does, where they, you know, play every sport like rec leagues and everything. Mm-hmm. But golf was kind of my thing ever since I was like I said about eight. Do you um, play baseball? No. You did it. You no. play softball. I did t-ball when I was oh, younger. Okay. I wow, you counts, stopped after t-ball. Yeah. Well, <sighs> got a golf club in your hand. I don't hands. really blame her. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyone who starts with t-ball probably doesn't play anymore. Yeah. yeah. It kind of sucks. I, I enjoyed it. Hitting but... off a tee kind of sucks. <laughs> you kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> you kind of it enjoyed it. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. She enjoyed makes t-ball. Sense. So let's let's get the, let's let's use a smaller ball that goes even further when I hit All it. Right. So just just golf in high school. Yeah, it was just golf throughout high school. That was good deal. My only thing. What but size high school were you? Yeah, Centerville's a pretty good size school, right? Yeah, we're uh, twenty eight hundred students. Yeah, so yeah, that's D one, without any doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you? What conference did you get? Did you play in? Did we you? were in the GWAT conference, so Greater Western Ohio Conference. And that's when you were Player of the Year in that in that conference. Yes. That you're talking about, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we mentioned at the beginning, this is something that like when, when you, you and I talked a little bit after class about, about this, that this question I'm going to ask you here, mm-hmm. the mental game. Uh, and that's sort of what made me think, man, you have a lot of relevancy to what Pat and I, Coach Absolutely. Martin and I talk about yeah. here on the, Learn a on lot the podcast. So we, act, we do, we talk a lot about the mental game uh, of, of any sport, mental game of baseball, the mental, how, how, how impression, 
impressionable our imagination is, our emotions are, and how important it is for athletes to be in control of their emotions mm-hmm. and, and to learn how to develop the skills to be in control of your, to control your emotions, to control your imagination and your thoughts and things like that. So as baseball coaches, we've taught our players strategies for how to practice and become better in the mental game, how to be more skilled in the mental game. As we mentioned, the game of golf is very likely, it's, it is probably one of the most mental sports there is, right? And so it's, it's often referred to as the greatest mental game because it requires a significant amount of focus and concentration and confidence and forgetting about failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're going to have a lot of failure in your game. I mean, I have a lot of failure in your game. You might not have a lot of failure in your game. <laughs> Most people listening have a lot of failure in this game that we're talking about today. Being where your feet are. Yes. You, you, you can't remember Remaining the last shot present. you can't really think too yeah. much about the next shot. Remaining present. Yeah. So, Morgan, will you tell just talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you've incorporated into your game and how practicing those strategies have helped you? I know that you had mentioned that you and a friend actually have a journal mm-hmm. that, and you journal about your rounds. And so just I'm going to mm-hmm. give you the microphone, just let you tell us a little bit about, about uh, how important that's been for you. So for me, um, it was my junior year in high school, and the team kind of got together, um, especially like our senior Jenna, and so we kind of talked about like what can we do better, and so we all got journals with our names on them, which was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And um, after each round, um, we would kind of journal about, you know, what went well, what we need to work on. But I feel like for me, honestly, I feel like I learned the most from I would say I learned a lot from rounds that didn't go very well, um, for sure, but also kind of writing down um, positive things Mm. was like a huge thing for me. Um, So writing down what went well and kind of, um, so that way I can look back later and kind of remember like, oh, this is, you know, when I had this round that went really well, this is kind of where my head was at, this is kind Mm. of what I was thinking about, this is how I was reacting to shots that didn't go great. Um, and so kind of to have that to lean on and look at before other tournaments. Um, so journaling was a huge thing for me. Um, and also taking notes on courses before I played them. We would, in the van, we would talk about courses and kind of like, oh, this hole you want to, you know, stay more to the left or, you know, there's a creek before the green. So a lot of things like that. Um, and we, you know, we still do that in college. Um, we have, you know, our books. And mm-hmm. we go through the books and we talk about each hole and everything. Like, would it be like a scouting book? Like, the, like yeah. I see the football play, like I down on, at the uh, Peden Stadium on Monday nights, and I and I with some of the athletes from Athletes in Action meetings, mm-hmm. and and I see we, we meet in in uh, the the main meeting room where mostly uh, it's mostly uh, uh, the off I think the the offensive line meets, and. Uh, well, actually, I think they all meet in there at some point. But they have these—they have the scouting books on there, and it's sometimes fun to kind of to flip through and look at the upcoming opponent and their strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and things like that. I would assume—is your scouting book mostly like courses then, like what the what the deal with you know the the tilt and the green and things like that? What you might expect? Yeah. So we'll have like books, um, and they kind of just lay out the whole um, and just like distances and everything like that. So that helps to kind of just get familiar with the course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, especially journaling after a round, um, has been huge for me and that kind of, um, changed also like the way I view golf, uh, my junior year. Um, so journaling has been huge. Um, and then also, um, just having that written down in the journal also just like things to think about during a round. Um, so, you know, coach Kelly, she talks a lot about, um, staying present. That's like a Mm. huge thing that we talk about. Um, and you kind of mentioned it earlier as well. Um, but staying present is definitely a huge thing. And I feel like that's the hardest part um, because, you know, as humans, naturally, we like to think about the past or, you know, we're worried about the future. But it's like the key, I feel like, is just staying in that moment because there's nothing else you like can control. Yeah. And so um, coach talks a lot about what can you control. And so that's like a huge thing that we talk about um, of just awesome. letting go of things you can't control because you're just wasting energy. And so mm-hmm. kind of just focusing on where you are in that moment, because the only thing you can control is the next shot. Absolutely. Walk us through, like, you're on, you're, you're on a hole. 
and you hit a bad shot. You, it didn't. It did not go the way you envisioned, right? Before, so you've got to walk to that. As you're walking from what, and you're obviously you hit that shot. And if you're like me, you're like, go on it. <laughs> you know, I want to throw something. And that like, so as soon as as soon as you hit that shot, and you've got, and then you're walking to it. Walk us through how you're. What what, what are you saying to yourself? I mean, there's got to be a lot of self talk in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, self talk's huge and. Uh, my swing coach, Kevin Jones, he always talks about um, like the walk. He actually yep. calls it that. Um, and so he's been um, a huge mentor um, in my game as well. I started going to him, um, I think, the beginning of my freshman year um, in high school. Um, and so he's been a huge mentor um, as well for me um, and talking about mental things and everything like that. Um, but he talks about the walk and kind of, um, I have it here, but he talks about um, you kind of have a choice, like, as you walk up to the ball, um, you kind of have to decide which voice you're going to listen to. Are you going to listen to the voice that's, you know, negative, the bad self-talk? Or are you going to listen to the voice that's like, okay, you can recover from this. Like, what are we going to do now? So I think um, for me, um, in that moment, like, yes, of course, I have negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone does. <laughs> but I think um, when um, in those moments that I'm able to have, like, a great recovery shot, I'm telling myself, like, okay, you just have to focus on what can we do now? Like, yeah. you can't control what just happened. It happened. It's over. So now you kind of have to be like, how can I recover? How can I make this better? How can I, you know, get up and down to save par? Or how can I scramble yeah. from this? Um, and just kind of um, minimizing um, the effect of negative shot or bad shots. So kind of just minimizing that damage. I guess damage control at that yeah. point if you hit a bad shot. Um but just being able to have the confidence to, you know, scramble if you need to, to get up and down. Yeah. Do you have a particular strategy, like a step-by-step plan that you work through in your mind? Like we had mentioned Brian Kane earlier mm-hmm. and Brian Kane, I actually looked it up since we've been talking and, and he does, he has a ton of golf stuff. So if like uh, for your reference, if you enjoy, like Brian I know you enjoy really the stuff, yeah. look him up because he has, he has an entire set of pillars. He wrote a book called the pillars of peak performance mm-hmm. and it's like 11 pillars, I think, or maybe 12. And each one is just, is just a, it's phenomenal, like just a phenomenal reminder. And I think he actually has on his website, a um, a set of pillars specifically for for golf for for, for playing oh, okay. golf yeah but he has a um, uh, a strategy that we have used with our baseball players called four rip three and everything's sort of an acronym and so there's there's four R's basically recognize when and, you know he he talks about how when we when we start to get frustrated by our failures we start seeing red and he uses the 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 the, the image of a of a stoplight. You've got red, yellow, and green. And we always want to be in green. You want to play your entire game in green. Your entire round, you'd love to be in green, but you're you're gonna hit you're gonna hit something that's not that you you know that, that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna start to get to yellow. And he's basically saying you gotta recognize when your when your emotions are taking you to the red. Mm-hmm. And that's when you've got to stop. You you know, recognize and then and then boy, it's been a long time since I've talked about this. And so I'm gonna see how quickly it comes comes straight to my, my brain. But uh Recognize what's the next R? Um, replace. There's like respond. Recognize, replace. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think I've I've, I've read this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? No. Yeah. The uh, the pause, uh, focal point, mm-hmm. breathe. Yeah. Is that incorporated? It's all. It's all. Yeah. But he, he uses. I'm trying to think of how. Yeah. Of, of the actual R's because he uses the R's. I got you. There. I got you. But anyway, he, the 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 concept is, you you, you got to catch yourself, recognize when you're about to to go into the red, and do something to replace that thought, right? That that anger, that thought, that frustration. And so he has a a, a deep like a a release breath basically. Mm-hmm a deep breath and when you release that you're releasing that bad thing and he's like do something physical and that's another r right do something like like for baseball players we tell them you know back out of the box you know 
adjust your batting gloves. Of course, the pros can't do that anymore with the pitch clock. But, it, <laughs> everyone, but when you, but when you saw wondered. them doing yeah, that, that's why they were why doing it. Why do they have to tighten their gloves every day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's doing something to get your mind off of what you just, you know, for them, it's usually like a call, an umpire's call that they didn't like or something, mm-hmm. right? For you, it might be a, a bad shot, you know, something physical, right? I had and then something a physical breath. that I would do. Yeah, what is it? Um, in high school, I don't wear it anymore, but I used to have this bracelet and I would flip the bracelet. Oh, and good. we got them at this one tournament and it said have a little courage on it and it was like the cutest bracelet and whenever I would have a bad shot or I would get to that point in a round where I was just like upset mm-hmm. I would just flip the bracelet and then my dad could tell when he was watching me he could tell if I'd flip my bracelet or not based on like my body language and how I like would walk after that wow there. and yeah. so so that, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, yeah, what this that's is right. it's, yeah. a, it's a physical something that you do mm-hmm. to to replace your mental attitude in that moment yeah. and you're flip you're literally flipping the script you're flipping mm-hmm. your you're flipping the switch you're you're doing something different and people think about like people people don't realize how valuable how important this is to the success of athletes like they completely have no clue yeah and and so like when we 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 talk to coaches a lot and we we say you know in your practice plans we tend to only focus on the physical. We, we will practice, you know, we'll practice hitting, we'll practice fielding, we'll practice, you know, the base running, we'll, all the physical things for your game. You practice your long game, your, your, you know, your approach, your short game, and all this stuff. But how often are we actually incorporating in our practice times these mental strategies? Like actually teaching other players, hey, that, that's what I do with the bracelet. For you, it might be taking your batting gloves off or putting, you know, or, re, you know, or your, whatever you call them, your golf clubs, gloves, and, you know, or doing something, doing something. Yeah, I don't know. There's any number of things you could pro- probably do. Mm-hmm. But then you have your, you know, then you have your refocus breath, uh, the, another deep breath where, where you just basically, what, what Brian Kane says is to focus on something small, like find, find a, a logo on your golf bag or on your glove or on your, on your, your club or something. Focus on that and take a deep breath while you're focused on that. And it just brings everything. So right now you're focused and when you're upset, your focus is thinking about everything, but that, that intense focus on that one thing brings mm-hmm. it, brings it back to where you want Focusing to be. Focusing on like on, the smaller picture. Yeah. yeah. I would say what, like when I set that ball on the tee, you know, you, you can see a logo or something on there. I'd focus my eyes on that, but every player is different. Like every, every, every person's different in what mm-hmm. they, in what they do. I like what you said right there. And, uh, it's hard to, to do that in practice. A lot of times, like coaches don't know how to accomplish, you know, mm-hmm. training their their athletes mentally. And a lot of times, they will do things that, if the the players aren't focused, it, it, you know, it's yeah. almost they need to they need to have the 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 focus before you can train them on how to be more focused. But I like the idea of the journal because mm-hmm. of what, you know what you just said, Coach. One. That that is a, a, a that's an action that you can do to practice, you know, to train yourself mentally because you're writing things down yeah. about what you're feeling, about what you're thinking. So you you know there that's that's practice. You know you're thinking about it. You're trying to you know recall you know how am I feeling? What am I thinking? So that's great. But two, everybody's different as well. Mm-hmm. So you know it's hard for a coach to go in and say, hey, we're going to do. Uh, you remember. Um, uh, well, Nate, Tr- it was it was Coach Trotsky that did the uh, the cheetahs in, yeah. And you know, I, yeah. I kind of incorporate, I, I uh, introduced some of that to our players, and they it, they like laugh it off. Or, you know, it's like the comfort zone. They think it's the dumbest thing in, in the world to think about. You know, what what makes you the most comfortable? And you know, there's bad jokes and stuff like that that go in the locker room. But not everyone buys into things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to have that journal mm-hmm. allows our players to kind of. Cr- create their own, yeah. you know, their custom uh, process for, for handling. Yeah. Your things. coach gave you a tool. Yeah, absolutely. For it's that, great. for that success, mm-hmm. for that mental success. Yeah. Something else that you mentioned too, that I loved was you, you, you said your focus and the things that you mostly journal about are the positive things rather than the negative thing. Like we so often want to, to like correct, focus on correcting the negative things, which we have to do. But I think there's so much value Mentally, especially, mm-hmm. in reminding yourself of what you do well. Yeah, Manny Ramirez. I remember a reporter kind of being surprised. They were sitting down. It was one of those ESPN Thirty for Thirty shows or something like that, and there were just little segments. 
where they're like walking through your pregame routine. They've, I've seen them do that with Bryce Harper and different players. And, and so they sat down with Manny during his film study and he's, and they said, they noticed that all of your clips that you're watching before a game are you hitting home runs and, <laughs> and you running around the bases and you making some awesome play. Like, don't you want to analyze like your strikeouts and your, you know, the things that you've done that you, your failures and Ramirez looked at the reporter and he's like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why would I? He's like, I want to see. He's like, no, man. He's like, I want to see what I do well. I want to see. I want to see myself hitting the home runs because that's what I want to duplicate. Yeah. The well, idea is to duplicate that. The opposite is so easy, that's and we correct. do it all the time naturally. You know, as mm-hmm. you mentioned Morgan as, as a human beings, we focus on that negative stuff without even hardly thinking about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it comes. It comes natural to us to think about the bad times, you know, yeah. and being being positive. Self talk is is important to us. It really is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I don't, unless you buy into it and, and really, you know, really do it uh, consistently, you, you won't, you won't see the value. In yeah. It. But yeah. there, there is a lot of value in it. So since we screwed up the, uh, the four rep three thing earlier, I want to make sure that we, I've got it here. All right. Here it is. So there's three R's. All right. And it's recognize, release, release is that first breath. deep breath. Yeah. Release it and then reset. Reset is doing something physical, right? And then giving and then taking another another release breath. And then the I is imagery, visualization, like gotcha. showing, playing your own movie, your highlight movie in your head of what you want to do well. Like I'm sure you could probably you'd use visualization. I'm sure I, <laughs> yeah. seeing seeing where you want where you want the ball to go. Uh, and then remaining present. The three P's. Mm-hmm. The three P's. Remaining present. Remain, remaining focused on the process, right? This, not just this, this hole, but this shot, right? This uh-huh. next step, this next, uh, this next approach. And then, and then P, the last P is positive, just remaining positive, keep mm-hmm. keeping that positive self-talk versus the negative self-talk. Like our brains don't have the ability to remove the, the negative word, right? Like, don't miss this. Well, you're thinking about missing it. Hit it. Right. Yeah. 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 Good, yeah. good call. Morgan, can you uh, talk to us a little bit about the the difference between uh, high school and and well, Division One <laughs> golf? You know, what what does it take to be able to play uh, Division One golf? Is there anything you know uh, significantly different between the two, other than just the talent level that you're competing against? Um, I would say just time management's been a huge thing. Uh-huh. I've just you know missing Monday and Tuesday for tournaments, and so you miss you know two days of classes, mm-hmm. um, and so being able to communicate with professors and kind of let them know, hey, we're going to be gone and, you know, things like that. Um, But I would say um, practice schedules a little bit different as well. Um, But I would say probably just like being able to take time um, to do things when you normally would be, you know, relaxing or, you know, leisure time um, and to be able to do work and um, kind of have like the self-discipline and like the motivation to kind of um, you know, get your homework done in the van or, you know, at the hotel and things like that. Um, but just finding time, making time um, to get things done and kind of just balancing um, academics and golf at the same time. Would you say you absolutely have to love the game of golf to play in college? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I hope that everyone um, who plays just in golf in general would love it. But, yeah, I would say um, in college especially. Yeah. Well, I can tell you now, I could, I could practice for the next five years and still not be able to play in college. I wouldn't want to recruit me <laughs> either. What, do you, not you only go- do, do you, would you have to love it, you actually have to be pretty good. <laughs> well. Yeah, right. No doubt. Do you uh, golf or left or right-handed? I'm right-handed. Are you always right-handed? Yes. See, I think that's my problem, Coach. Do you play I, golf right-handed? I play golf right-handed. He's, he's lefty and everything else. <laughs> oh, really? I only had right-handed clubs when I started to learn. <laughs> oh, so I was okay. like, okay, I'll try to do this yeah. right-handed because I'm like, well, I don't, sw- I don't swing a baseball bat on low balls like this very often. All that. That, was, that was ignorance when I was younger. But, yeah. I, Man, le- lefty baseball players, have they hit those low balls well, though. Yeah. The low inside ball. Low inside and high away. Like whenever I was pitching against a lefty, I would always want to come in high inside and low away. I mean, you kind of want to do that on a righty too, but a righty—you get a ball high inside to a guy that can catch up with it, though a right-hander, and he'll—he'll. He'll, I mean, any left-hander will too. Barry Bonds would. I just slap it over. Slap it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Regardless, so. 
how tell us a little bit how how did recruiting work yeah. out for you like when did you start getting recruited when did you know I, I mean I want to do this in college maybe you knew all four years of high school but when did things start to get real for you were there any other colleges that you were looking at or were looking at you um so I would say for me um I think it was after my freshman year um after state is when I really was like this is what I want to do like I want to play in college um, cause I just loved like competing, like I said earlier. And so I wanted to continue that, um, you know, after high school. So I kind of made the decision, uh, my freshman year. Um, but then, you know, you couldn't start talking to schools until mm -hmm. later on. Um, so mostly like the fall of your junior year, right? Yes. September of your yeah. junior year. So, just to clarify. Um, but yeah, so I was looking at a few other schools, um, but Ohio really just stood out to me um, because of the golf. Um, I loved Coach Ovington, Coach Kelly. Um, and then, um, you know, the girls on the team were great. Um, but they also had journalism. So that was kind of yeah. like a big draw for me. Um, but, yeah, I was talking to a few other schools, but um, I knew on the visit here um, I was walking around campus, and I was like, this is where I want to be. And so um, that was, like, huge for me. But I definitely knew that I wanted to play in college. Um, but Ohio kind of had everything that I was looking for. What's your for. favorite thing about campus? Um, I would say in the fall right now, the trees probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say that. It is. It's, 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 it's amazing. an extraordinary yeah. college campus. Yeah. It's really nice. So, we covered a couple of these things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, what, what's, so let's, let's, talk a little, let's talk a little golf here. What's the strongest part of your game? I would say probably right now my short game, especially towards the end of the season, um, because we worked on up and downs a lot in practice. Um, what is that for someone that might not know? Oh, yeah, I'm just talking That's about right. that. I should probably explain that. We do up and down time. is just like um, when you have one chip and one putt. So let's say you like <laughs> miss the <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> You, sounds like that's sounds possible. Like, that's what. I, <laughs> that's my goal. So that's let's say goal. like you miss the green regulation regularly. And, now you're talking, but yeah, now you're talking my language here. Miss the green and regulation, <laughs> and then what? <laughs> and then you try and like scramble for par, get up and down. Um, and so we work on those a lot. Um, and so I gained a lot of confidence towards the end of the season um, with my chipping. And so I would hmm. say right now probably. Chipping and putting, but I've always loved putting. It's always been like my favorite thing. Let me get some putting fun. advice from you. You coach us. So let's say you're putting from 30 feet away. Mm -hmm. You're 30 feet away from the hole. What you, well, obviously the, the, yeah, the so green has different tilts and things like that, but what's, what's your goal on that putt? For a 30 footer, I would I'll say. I'll tell you what my goal is. Just Wait. lag it close and then have a tap in. I mean, you're always trying to make the putt. Of course. But um, I would say, d just depending on, like, what the green's like. I mean, you're always trying to yeah. make every putt. But I would say lag it up there and tap it in. How, uh, so regularly, if you're 30 feet out, how close are you after that, after that putt? I mean, it really depends, but I... Not on average. I mean, I... Two, three feet. Okay. That's a, that's a tough my goal for me. My goal is to be <laughs> six feet... If I can be six feet away after a putt that long, my goal I, is I'm to happy. hit it past the hole. Because normally when I'm playing with my friends, way and I don't, short. If I hit it short, they're like, "You got to hit it." They're making fun of you. Yeah, you know, they give me that. hundred percent of short putts don't go in. So that's <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> See, that's all, I just try yes, to hit it. Yeah. The problem with me is, you know, I'm I'm normally like further away from the hole. After I hit it, but, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I got to go back to my bag and get the get my uh, pitching wedge back out. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, what do you have to work on the most? Uh, uh, you know, what 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 part of your golf game do you feel like maybe you're you're least confident in, or you know, you got to you got to work on to stay sharp so that you can you can trust it during your during your matches. I feel like it depends on the day, but um, lately probably off the tee. Um, and just like accuracy with my drives and putting them in a good position mm -hmm. um, and setting myself up for, you know, a good approach shot in and then being able to stick it close. But I would say probably accuracy off the tee. What would be your number one tip to give to someone that mm. consistently slices the ball? <laughs> slices the ball? Yes, I mean, I, I can turn sideways and hit it down the fairway every time. 
So it's only going to oh, be about 50 so yards. You're, like, you're turning to the left. Yeah, yeah. If you're on hole two here at Ohio University, <laughs> he's actually aiming toward the river. Yeah. The Hawking yeah, River. I'm going to hit it towards the river. And it's going to come back and land right in the middle of the right fairway. Right in the middle. I would say um, the club path because I used to slice the ball. Yeah. Like I used to cut it, slice it. Um, and so club path, so make sure you're coming in to out. In to out. I've heard that before. Well, yeah. Can't Stay on the inside of the ball. <laughs> I mean, how similar is that? To the baseball swing, to the to the mindset, right? Right. In to out, in to out. Yeah, and I wrap around it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I don't slice much. A lot of times when I hit off the tee, it'll I'll I'll tend to, I don't know if I'm lined up that direction, because sometimes it'll just hook and go that way, but sometimes it goes straight as an arrow, but I'll hit I'll have to say four to the people running on the golf on the on the uh, walking path <laughs> right there. You know how that, there's the walking path right next to the right next to the but that's usually that hole right there is one of my best, actually. Yeah, I slice yeah. every time. I can't. Do you play slice. the OU course much? I've never played the OU course. Yeah, I, I know the 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 player the golfers here don't. Interesting. Yeah. So where do you? It's, there's not 18 holes here. Right. What is it, the country club? Yes, Athens Country Club. I got you. Yeah. Yep. Do you host home meets here at Ohio University? Um, no, we don't. Um, Athens Country Club's only nine as well. Um, oh, so we I don't didn't realize that. I didn't either. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never been a member of a country club, so. It, I have golfed there before. I have, I have, I've been there. But it was a long golf. day. That might have been where I got my 79 on, on the nine. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, we don't host here, um, but this year um, Ohio is hosting Max. Yeah. Um, so where will that be? That will be at Pinnacle. Up in Columbus? Up in Columbus, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, hmm. so that's exciting. Excellent. But. Interesting. Yeah, so your freshman year, your first year, you're going to be hosting the MAC championship. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. You guys spend much time in the weight room? Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we have lifts twice a week. There you go. So. I love it. I tell you what, I love hearing that because we have, like, there are people who will, and not kids, not, not young people, but there are, pe- there are old heads, right, say you, don't lift, you can't lift for baseball. You, you shouldn't lift for baseball. You shouldn't lift for basketball. It'll mess up your shot. <laughs> there are people who say that still. Right? It'll mess up something, right? Yeah. That and uh, or it's they, just, or it's not a, it's not important. It's not valuable. Have they caught a and basketball yet, or baseball game? And even I would say golf in the I mean, last twenty at, years and yeah. looked at the physique of the right. people that play, exactly. the people at the highest level. What what are you working on when you're in the weight room? Yeah. What's your two biggest lifts or three most important things you're? I would say um, just like mobility and hmm. also just I mean strength, but also mobility. And just like um, flexibility, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to, um, you know, have more strength to hit it further, obviously, but also um, just be able to swing more efficiently. You squat? Um, not really. Deadlift? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know that flexibility thing is the the key to mm-hmm. those people that are saying don't lift. Yes. It is. is. That's the difference maker. That's what they need to. That's what we need to sell them. Yes. That's how you need to sell them. Is is that, that there is as great a focus on flexibility and mobility. Yes. Um, that's one of the things I love about Connor, who's who's doing, who's leading our strength and conditioning at Eastern, where I coach baseball. He uh, he's a former former. He's an alum of the high school. Played some college baseball as well. And he is eaten up with strength training, eaten up with it. And I love it. He's actually bringing Brock's program that he learned. My son, Brock, who was the strength trainer for them at the baseball team he played in college, he's bringing that program to us, but having to condense it because we don't have the same kind of time that they had. Uh, but it is, it is, I would say, at the front end and the back end, you've got 25% flexibility mobility in the front end and then another 15 20% flexibility mobility at the, at the back end. And then the middle, it's it's we're all we're doing all strength stuff. Well, none of that. If I'm not mistaken, there's a daily uh, mobility routine. Yeah, we do that. Part of that. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a lot of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it keeps you you're right. That is for sure. That is the way too. Well, I mean, I remember when Tiger Woods was first becoming popular before you were born. This guy named Tiger Woods, who's a retired golfer now, right? Retired <laughs> professional player. Uh, <laughs> is that true? It would be. You were born in what? Two thousand one. Two, I was three, two thousand four. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first year I asked you to coach with me, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Two thousand four. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, Tiger was in the peak of his career at that point, uh, yeah. or maybe even had his first accident. I don't know. Get along. Yeah. You know, 
one of the things Tiger, they always talk about Tiger being great at, and I watched it happen, is, you know, Tiger normally wasn't winning the tournaments after the first, second round, but it was like he would he was consistent throughout yeah. and mm-hmm. he would yeah. continue to rise in the ranks. Yeah. That was something that he was and, really and, good at. And he even said the reason for that consistency was his conditioning uh, was he, he yeah. was one, he was the one who brought in, I remember people asking, man, he, this guy lifts. I mean, they, they showed his routine in the weight room yeah, he's just strong. and, and know, he, he was, tell. he was strong. Like he he was in shape. Physique. Yeah. He had great physique. And in fact, one of the reasons why he's struggling now is because of the knee injuries and things like that. And he's, he's and getting old coach. He's, getting, he's just like you and I. <laughs> getting old. Hey, would, is there anything that you would tell high school golfers, um, any certain piece of advice or a tip that you would give them if they wanted to play golf in college? I would say um, competitive experience is something that, um, especially like my high school coach always talked about. Um, and so just um, getting out there and playing tournaments um, it's different than just going out and, you know, playing for fun. Mm-hmm. And so um, just playing as much as you can, um, you know, uh, just different tournaments around, like local tournaments, anything, um, to get that competitive experience and kind of um, learn more. I feel like I always learned the most about myself, like when I played competitively. Mm-hmm. And so just um, just do that as much as you can. Um, and, you know, you'll eventually feel like way more confident in yourself as well. Good stuff. Oh. Yeah. You play a sport, Morgan, that this next line that I was going to say actually doesn't really apply to. Like we usually will tell when we talk to collegiate athletes and uh, I, this was the same conversation I had with my kids who, whose favorite sports were baseball and softball, um, played other sports as well. But I would always say someday for everyone, it's going to end. You're, <laughs> you're no longer going to be, mm-hmm. you know, be able to play your sport. And so you better, you better focus on the academics. And of course we know that you're doing that as well in here at the school of journalism. Uh, but I can't say to you one day golf is going to end cause you can literally play this the rest of your life. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those that's sports. True. That, yeah. That's true. I, so I, I told my son, like learn an instrument, man, cause you can play music the rest of your life. So he's a great guitar player as well. But I always tell people do something, do something like that, that that's going to be able to fill the void after baseball mm-hmm. is taken away from you. Cause most people don't get to choose when to stop. You, it's it's cool. You can continue to play, exactly. but at some point, it's going to just be for fun. You're going to have mm-hmm. a career, right? And so, obviously, while you're here, your academics is your primary focus. While playing golf is a close second, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and of course, your social life and everything else. We've got the Halloween block party coming up this weekend that you need to stay away from. Right? <laughs> All collegiate athletes. Are you going to be here to help from that? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, I I will be here about ten thirty between ten thirty and midnight to do walkthroughs of our building to make this Schoonover Center here where we where oh, we, we record right. from is right in ground zero of the Athens. <laughs> A famous uh, nationwide famous uh, Halloween party, which actually has gotten extremely tame. Uh, yeah. Before you were born, this thing was nuts. This party was nuts. Crazy. And, and they World. never, they never, I don't ever remember the football team having a home game on this weekend. They were always on the road, always on the road. And for the past two years, they've been at home. Like this weekend, they play Miami. It's a 3.30 p.m. kickoff. Oh, my. Yeah, on Saturday. Like last year, they were playing mid. It was they were in Maction, and so it was a midweek game. But they were in town. But they still took them on a bus and took them out to do other things, movie and, and be crazy. Uh, things like that. Yeah, because it's just yeah. But uh, do you? <clears throat> speaking of that, has your coach or anybody given you guys any instruction about this weekend? No. Uh oh. Not yet. <laughs> so. Well, we let Pat and I. All right, we'll 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 talk to you. We'll talk to you as fathers here. <laughs> Stay away from uptown Saturday. Okay, night. I will. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. But uh, good to come from it. I don't know what what was the, what was I? Oh, I know, I know. So your your future, your future, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you do, you want to play golf professionally? Is that even something that's in your mind? I had thought about it, but I think I'm just my my end goal is to um, like be a golf journalist. Yeah. So I think that Sweet. would be awesome. I think that would be like my perfect world. I thought about professionally, but. I don't know. Um, and then, but I thought that golf journalism would be a good way to like stay in the industry of golf and stay in the world of golf and be involved when I'm not actually playing. Yeah. So I feel like that would be like my perfect world. Do you want to write or broadcast? 
pod- I would say as a writer, you podcast. could podcast as well. Yeah. Yes. Getting your start here today. Yeah. So I would, <laughs> I would love to write about golf. I think that would be like my Great. dream. So would you, would you consider coaching? Maybe. Yeah. yeah I know I've maybe. learned a lot here in the last 45 minutes. So from you. Oh, I've written, yeah, oh, I've written a few things down. I did too. I'm gonna, yeah, gonna incorporate into the Meg's baseball program. <laughs> Mike, it's supposed to be a nice week, Pat. You want to go play tomorrow? Nah, I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm not really. Oh, uh, see, he always time with you. every time I ask a question, the answer, I just know the answer. It's no. Well, I mean, nah, I got to. You know, time. some of some sometimes I have to work, Coach. I gotta oh, work I'm not talking sometime. about during work hours. I, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so anyway. We almost out of time here. We, time yeah, we need to let her go. I think, I think we need to ask point. one more question that I think right. could be relevant. And that is, we we usually ask. I don't think we could say we ask all of our guests because there have been a few co- times that we haven't we've yeah. forgotten. But can you uh, talk about maybe one of your fondest or most favorite memories from playing golf from the time that you started? Not just golf, but any any sport, which it sounds like it's going to be golf for mm-hmm. you, uh, from the time that you started when you're eight to yesterday. Oh, there's so many. Um, I would say not just like one memory, but just in general, I was really lucky to have um, a great high school team and now be a part of like a great college team and just kind of the bonds with the teammates. That's yeah. like a huge thing. It's just um, hanging out and like um, enjoying each other's company like off the course as well. So awesome. I feel like that's probably like, the best part is just having teammates that like you know you care about and they care about you yeah sure but i would say that's probably like i don't know just in general just spending time with teammates no that's great because we we talk about you know high school sports you can't replicate the the majesty that that it creates i mean there's not right you you don't get that feeling it's it's a it's great that you have that same feeling in Mm -hmm. college i would say most people don't have that so that's true that's awesome yeah yeah i've I've heard people who have it just depends on your experience, and I think it depends on your role as mm-hmm. well on the mm-hmm. team. Because I've heard, you know, people who just absolutely loved high school football. There's a certain family mm-hmm. brotherhood mm-hmm. feel to it, and then they they think they want to go play in college, but they're not a Division One caliber athlete, so they go play some Division Two football or even Division One football, mid major or whatever. And it's it's the grind is a lot different. Oh, it's yeah. a lot different. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you mentioned, time management. There, there's so many other things that come into play you've got to be an adult while you're doing this now right this isn't just a kid sport anymore yeah it's good deal well morgan thank you yeah definitely thank Thanks you for, for having yes. me yes yes it's really cool sure. maybe we can uh, bring you back in two or three years and yeah as a as a as a party that that's right really cool yeah. Be, yeah yeah so hopefully you stay here at ou for the next four years good luck in your first year like the i mean she's been playing in the fall but the, it's just been fall ball right oh, it's right. like fall ball so oh maybe your, we can bring you back official after next season, season yeah, is going to start in <laughs> january when you come back right you guys start yes well um february is like the first event of right. the spring right but yeah but like is your official practice are you gonna have a little break in december and then you guys officially start practice or you just practice year round uh, we practice year round, so yeah. we'll have practice. Um, our our hours get limited, right? Um, in like the off season, but right. Um, we'll practice year round. So cool! Wow, so you're gonna be you're you'll be competing in a golf match or event with in a February winter coat on. <laughs> well, um, in February, um, the team goes down um, to the south. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so cool. there's a lot more travel yeah. in the spring. It's very similar to baseball here. That makes sense. I mean, you can't. It's hard to play baseball in February, but people do. I mean, that's yeah. why they put turf on these fields a lot in this mm-hmm. part of the world because it's hard to get those games in, and it's not as fun. I mean, it's always fun, but it it's definitely different when you're when you're coaching and you're sitting in there freezing your butt <laughs> off. I mean, as a player, you're like, yeah, let's just get after it, you know. But I, even still, there are some days when it's 36 degrees and it's drizzly. And you're like, oh, this is a baseball weather. That is golf weather, though. Can be. Can be. Can be. What's your favorite weather to play in? I like the fall. Today is perfect. Yeah, like today is perfect. I like a little bit of wind sometimes. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. And I I actually. Tailwind or? Well, both. But I feel like. I think it's fun because um, when there's a little bit of like inclement weather, half the field gives up. And so you beat half the field when there's bad weather because if you don't give up embrace and you just it. say, yeah, if you just mm. embrace it, then. That's right. Know. There's can't control the weather, right? 
Exactly. And, and so she playing. wants exactly. it. Yeah. Mm. So I feel it like on. it kind of makes it a little more interesting. Bring it on. I that's love awesome. that. That's yeah. a good that's a good place to end. It is. <laughs> good luck in your classes. <laughs> She's doing you. great in journalism twenty two thirty. And uh, so yeah. No extra credit today. I don't know, maybe. Maybe that, that, that's a good idea. You want to come that's, on to the podcast? Yeah, Thirty next, guests, buddy, in the next uh, couple months. <laughs> yeah. good Extra credit for coming on the Coaching Life podcast. Well, these are so easy, you know, and then they're fun. So podcasting is easy. It should be an easy class. I, I, it's an easy class, isn't it? With guests, yeah. I would say it's it, it makes it makes and then people like to listen to other people Absolutely. besides us around our mouths. Oh, so without a doubt. I mean, we talked about mowing grass last podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we put that's how bad <laughs> we start running out of topics a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Morgan. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.